You're listening to the All Things Mariners podcast. By the fans and for the fans. With news and views on the Claret and Blues. Get on, man. Have a listen. I met up again recently to have an in-depth discussion with Lee and Graham. This was two days after the away defeat at Hedensford and the day before the 4-1 reversal at Hyde. We touched on a lot of matters, but the major topic was obviously the sorry state of our away form and the reasons for it. Before the interview started, Lee spent ten minutes showing me, via Dan's video highlights, the mistakes that are being made, especially in away games, and we discussed later the efforts that are being made to rectify the situation. It's the position that's killed. So you've identified something there that happened in the Grantham game as well, yeah. but we got away with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to talk about away form, obviously, because it's the burning question on, on everybody's lips, but is the travel a factor? No. No? We may not. No. I said this because the, I mean an evening game with like so 354 mile round trip I, end of I, the day. I could I'll almost I could almost give a little bit of excuse if it was mid midweek because the lads have been to work and then they've had to yeah. get on the bus and it might be a little bit of tiredness. But when you've got a full Saturday to prepare and do things properly, then yeah. That's the Evo Stick Prem table yeah, from the 2015-16 right. yeah. table. Oh, 15-16. 15-16. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was at Blythe that, that year. Okay, we won 17 out of 23 away games oh, that season. I said this to the lads on Saturday. Our squad wasn't as good as the squad we've got here. We travelled on an absolute joke of a bus every single week. It was like a school bus. Yeah. Okay. There's distances there as well. The distances were yeah. greater back then because it was it was two, two uh, leagues at that level, not three. So... The furthest we go is Hednesford, which is North Birmingham. Mm. Back then, we had to go to Stourbridge, we had to go to Sutton Coalfield, we had to go to Rush Hall Olympic, we had to go to Hales Owen, which are all you know in the heart of Birmingham. Mm. Colwyn Bay were in the league that year as well. The lads get food prepared for them on the bus now. So, So it's a team thing rather than a, a travel thing, and I'm just—I'm coming from it from the point of view of these guys have got full-time jobs. End of the day, back end of the day, when you—you know—you're tired anyway, and you're on a bus for a few hours, and then you. A lot, a lot of lads have been used to it. Though, yeah. They've, they've yeah. played at this level and higher before. Yeah. They've had to do it. They've had to do travels longer than. Mm. For me, that's too, it's too easy to get out. Not, it's not. It's too easy to get out just to see. Oh, it's a travel. We travelled some, you know, some big hikes last year. Last year, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Got yeah. some, got some really good from away from home. Mm. Our, there's, our, there's no doubt the the injury situation has. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bigger one than the travel, mm. without um, a doubt. But that's and virtually that's, gone now, isn't it? Sure, well, shows long term ones like Callum. Shows he had a freak accident on Thursday night in training, but we seem to be picking up these, you know, Josh Gillies in training doing not, literally a real simple drill. And he, he, he like turns his ankle, and it, it was just something so innocuous. And then he's out for a couple of weeks. Shows he silly, silly rash tackle from Brownie. He's out for a little while, and just these things add up. Like it's these things mm. that like momentum. I know people talk about it all the time, but it is such a big thing. And I think our, it momentum, is. our momentum has suffered massively from yeah, like 
I guess, the, like I mentioned in the Q and A, that I think the football and gods have been against us against to, you. Yeah, yeah. To, to a certain extent. Yeah. Does it almost come at a point where you've lost a few matches away, um, where the expectation is psychologically things aren't going well? We're going to lose this one again. You know, yeah, I think that's a factor. I think it's the it's the opposite side of the coin. I think it's a momentum. I think with really? everything, Terry normally very rarely do when there's a when there's a problem whether it's in football or, or elsewhere is it just one isolated thing i think the vast majority of times it's a it's a combination combination of, of a number of factors yeah I, I think this is no different i think the injuries i think mm-hmm. the fact that the words got out that if you get in amongst us and you know hey i don't i think to a certain extent we, we do we, we can't deny the fact that we look like flat track bullies at times where I said we were open and honest with the lads about this. We said, you know, unless the unless the stars are aligned and the pitch is nice and the referees okay and, and the conditions yeah. are, are right, unless all those things are are in place, we seem to be a, a soft touch away from home. And yet, look how many times last season away from home, you might have been a goal down. You really dug in and you came back with three points. But that's that's the big thing. Whenever we go a goal down, now we look. We look done. Yeah, that's what I mean. We yeah. look done as a side. Yeah. Which is bearing in mind again the level of experience and the personality that we've got in the group. I should I don't know whether it's just gonna take one result where where we have like, you know, a big moment, a big moment that we share collectively where, you know, somebody comes up with a big bit of magic when we desperately need it. Mm. You know, or we, we you know, we scrape a one. Where it just goes, everyone just goes, and then right, yeah. we're off and running. Yeah, yeah. How is the dressing room then? Not happy, I would imagine. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody, I don't know a single dressing room that I've certainly been part of that's, that's happy when you, when you keep getting beat. You know, we've lost the same number of away games already this season as what Blythe did in the whole of that season. Yeah. And Blythe's got actually got a better away record than a did home record. Yeah. Certainly in terms of wins, yeah, anyway. It was our, it was our home record. Yeah. Kind of killed us. I say killed us. You know, we finished on 99 points. <laughs> right, so Hyde tomorrow night, hmm? um, which is never, it wasn't an easy one last year. I can't remember the result last year. 1 1. Yeah. Axel Jewel. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the fortunate thing is that. Nobody seems to be massively running away with it at the minute. No, I mean, I mean you pointed out the other night, Graham. It's there's some weird results, and there was again on Saturday. Yeah. Scarborough, yeah, like didn't they were Bamba and Matlock. I yeah, mean, Matlock were terrible. Yeah, and you just kind of fathom that one out. And that is working in our favour at the moment yeah. because we could be ninth or tenth yeah. if results had gone to form on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Any consistency? Any consistency in this league? Just. Shoot you up the yeah. league. Win three games, you top the league. Games, yeah. Yeah. Go right back up again. So that's what we've got to get right, just our consistency. Yeah. I think from the start obviously we've been very consistent at home. But it's just the erraticness. Well it's only ourselves and games return you think who've got a hundred percent home record. Five out of five. Yeah, obviously you look at Baseford, Baseford at seven zero one. Yeah. But then the one one five away. Yeah. Normally when you look at a table like this and, and Shields are not top, it's because they've got a couple of games in hand or something mm-hmm. and you know that we're going to be up there once we get them. Yeah. 
Who do you see as the top three? I mean, it's just a, a crazy circus at the moment. So, but Taylor Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's what played everybody. So you don't think it's down to the travel then? Because I mean, three. Don't get out, me wrong. It's you know, it, it's, it's bound to be a factor, but it, it, it was a factor that we had last year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's of course it's easier playing at home than it is away. There's no two ways about. It. I'm not going to sit here and and try and tell you otherwise but at the same time there shouldn't be such a disparity not just in results but in performances as well between those two things but there, as we've talked about there's been a number of different factors and I do, yeah. do think injuries has played a oh no played, doubt played a big yeah a big part in it just in terms of that momentum and that's kind of yeah that kind of continuity in the side you know when you have a high turnover of players like what we did over the close season, you almost need that that continuity more than more than ever because you've got to kind of forge and embed those new relationships on the on the pitch. And yeah, you're of course you have. You're constantly yeah. switching and changing because we've had to change the personnel. We've also had to change. We felt like we've been forced into changing the the shape at times yeah. as well. And then again, we've been backwards and forwards with that one in our minds as to you know. Well, that's something we we just go right. This is this is the shape we're going to play. That's that's what we're playing, and then you know put in a best fit in terms of personnel that we have available. Because I think you don't have the time. As meticulous as we try to be, Terry, you don't you don't have the time at this level of football to really go into the level of detail. Well, certainly that we would like to, in terms of playing different systems, mm. when you only get sometimes as little as two and a half hours a week contact time outside of the games with with the players mm. it's strange isn't it though I mean it must be psychological uh, I mean when you compare that there's obviously a different mindset going into those games players wise I mean mm -hmm. and yet the expectation seems to be oh, we've lost a couple of games away is it going to be any better today without remedying the problems that you pointed out when we start talking but then but then you can also counter that by saying, look, our performance away at Staley Bridge was really good. Mm. Our performance away at Matlock was really yeah, strong. That was three 0 wasn't it? Yeah, and you know we've, we've kind of it's not like we can't do it. First goal's a big worry for us, isn't it? That's a big one. If we go go behind away yeah. from home, that's pretty yeah. much it looks like we're done. And it was two and, and twenty minutes on Saturday. That's, that's a guy. big big problem if you yeah. if you if you're taking one goal against. It's such a big moment in the game. You, Struggling. If you look at how disciplined we were in terms of positionally and, and executing the game plan on Saturday versus, and you know, we, we, we obviously reinforced using the process with the video, we reinforced all of the all the points, all the same points that we'd brought up prior to the Grantham game, we'd reinforce them again prior to the, prior to the Hednesford game. So you'd think with like another week's worth of work, we would have been even more solid in terms of our... Look, you, you can't account for highs and lows, dips, you know, peaks and troughs in people's like individual no. form. Yeah. And you know, like their performances on the quality that they bring on the ball to the game. Mm -hmm. But what you should have relative stability with is people's ability to position themselves effectively through different phases of the game, you know, in relation to their teammates, in relation to how the opponents... You know, I set up at that particular moment in time. So we were looking at, at um, we've been 
we were we were we were just massively shocked. And again, I think it was like taking that that kick in the balls after four minutes. It just seemed like all of the all of the tactical know-how and understanding just just simply went out the window. Players were getting pulled all over the place, and it, that, that's just like in its simplest terms for me. That's just like a head, it's a head loss. I, also, sorry. No, I was just going to say. I remember, you know, from reading and, and, and looking at different things over the years. You know, you go back to um, the 2000. I can't remember which one, which one, what year it was. Now, was it 2001 when England won the Rugby World Cup? Um, yeah. Sir like, so Clive Woodward was just massive on that. That acronym that he used for the players called T-Cup, and it's like it stood for uh, thinking correctly under pressure, and I think that's something that that we need we need to address because, like I say, when the pressure gets cranked up, i.e., we concede a goal away from home, when you need players more than ever to think correctly under pressure, we just seem to go the other way for whatever reason, mm. and and it's I could I could I could almost kind of reconcile it in my own mind a little bit easier if it was a bunch of lads that had just come out of the academy inexperienced naive oh, we've got a ton of experience running right through that right through that team and through the squad and it's a difficult one for us to yeah to put our finger on at the minute and you've also got something you touched upon well there's two things i want to mention there the, the first one is the one that you mentioned earlier about the bedding in process for that massive for the new players yeah that that kind of bedding in process with the influx of new players mm-hmm. which given the results and the inconsistency of home versus away <coughs> that clearly hasn't been resolved there's also um, the last interview we had you talked about attitude the headset in the dressing room some players just don't fit they haven't got the right mindset is there an element of that as well not necessarily just for the players that have come in but is that as good as it was last year? I, I don't want you to name names, obviously. No, no, I think when we looked at our recruitment, obviously one of the boxes we wanted, we felt we had a tick was bringing in a certain number of players that have kind of been there, done that, got the t-shirt kind of thing, you know, mm. that have that have proved themselves already at this at this level. Yeah. So you look here, you know, we were just looking at the table from 15, 16 there before. Mm. So that Darlington side that pipped us at Blythe that particular year, I think Gary Brown was an ever-present in that team, Phil Turnbull, mm. Josh Gillies. Josh might have come in the year after, actually, when they've got a uh, conference north. You know, we, but we brought in Blair Adams, who's played at a mm. high, higher level. You know, you look at... Uh, see Urson's come in, Urson Wander and... Um, Urson's making some mistakes at the minute, but the reason we keep picking Urson is because we feel the pros outweigh the cons, and you know mm. it gives us something a little bit different in midfield, which we feel we we lack a little bit in terms of that athleticism and that ability to break, break up the opponent's play. Yeah, you know we've obviously brought David Foley back, who played Conference North football last last year. Mm. Brought in Ben Harmison, who we feel gives us a, a different dimension if, if and when we need it. The conundrum we had on Saturday was, and we've talked about this previously, do we wait until we get to a ground and see what the conditions are like before we pick a team? And I think there's some strength to that argument. Have you ever had to do that before? Last season, particularly? 
Um, you, again, look, you can, you can go down that way. You win. Yeah. You went so comfortably the week before. Yeah. How how easy is it to change a team? You could go mad trying to yeah, exactly. move all the you, variables. You've got a team yeah. that won so comfortably and performed so well, mm-hmm. and then you turn around to a lad and say, you're not playing this week. But that's like a, well, hold on a minute, we've were brilliant last week you've been you showed us on the video how well we'd done in certain mm-hmm. situations and now we're going to change it now obviously this has shown us again that possibly we might have to now yeah. when we go away from home without a doubt but in our eyes we go right well maybe the lads have now got it they've, they've understood what it is we're after can we go away and do the same thing well it's just been proven that we can't mm-hmm. so we have to now think of something else when we go away from home whether it's a what are the conditions like? What's the pitch like? All these factors, and then we select the team mm. and the formation based on that. I think you kind of said in your post-match interview that that was perhaps something you're going to have to look at when yeah, the game individually. The used was horses for courses, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's right. You do. Yeah. And you know. clearly, you don't have to do it, Mariners Park, because you know it's, it's a given. You know what the playing surface is like. Twelfth man, etc., etc. You also said, um, but then you felt sorry for the fans, but yeah. they'll keep on coming. No, but I do genuinely. You know, that's just yeah. not that, that's not just a soundbite to try and you no, know no. keep keep people on board. <coughs> um, you know, keep them on side. It just you do. You're not talking half an hour down the road. You're talking like yeah. three three four hours to these games, and yeah. we were getting beat two. We were getting beat two nil. Like the second goal went in, and within twenty seconds. Fans behind the goal were singing, singing shield songs, and you yeah. just like they, they do genuinely deserve better than what we're giving them at the moment, away from away from home. Mm. And hopefully, hopefully we can we can oblige ASAP. Do you right though? It, all it needs is perhaps just one game. I think it is where you've. I, don't, I think where we have. I a don't room. want to suggest that you go behind just to prove the point, but obviously if you come back. From a goal behind, mm. and you dig in. Yeah, because we saw it happen a few times last season away from home. It only needs one match. Mm-hmm. I don't want to concentrate on the negatives or anything, but clearly a lot of people are. That's the problem, quite needlessly. Because as I said when I came in today, um, it, it is what it is. We knew this was going to happen. We didn't know the particular reasons for it, and there special, this is a special case to a certain extent with injuries coinciding with blending new players in, etc. But why are people so surprised that this is happening? Again, we always come back to three years ago, if you'd have said you were in this league, in seventh position, after 12 games, would you take it? Of course it would. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Like People have got short memories, yeah, and, exactly. and success it, builds expectations. We're still getting used to this. the level. It's not, yeah. you know, because it's gone promotion, promotion, promotion. It's like, oh well, we'll just breeze this one as well. It's not yeah. the case. We had a good chat with the Warrington lads, didn't we? Yeah. After, after the did Warrington it? game, yeah. and, well, Graham, Graham did. Manager, manager, yeah. yeah. And he talked about how he's had to build a team over a course of like nearly three, three years mm. to be right, not right necessary in terms of how he ideally wants to play football but right in order to try and get them out of that that league mm. because it it is it's i think there is a distinct difference between you know the average team and how they play in this league versus the average team in in the, in the league above i think it's like diff, almost different requirements mm. everybody knows how 
we've set our stall out as a management team as to how we how we want to play. Is that the most conducive way to win a title at Evo Stick Prem? Possibly, possibly not. Well, that would suggest yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that only counts for half no, the games. No, no, this yeah. is what we're talking to the lads about. Nobody has ever won promotion based on home form alone. No, no. So we have to now find a way. So it's just finding a way, a way from yeah. home. There's no problem with that. That's where the problem is, isn't it? And uh, I don't know. I mean, that smacks to me of given that on average it's home away, home away, home away, etc., etc. But that says that they're now going into those. Well, to my mind, anyway, it's a bit simplistic. But the, some of them are going to those away games with the expectation that they're not. It's not going to be one of these. Does that sound too simplistic? A little bit, maybe. I think. Yeah. Because you have won away. Two games. Matt Rock and... Yeah, against Steely Pitch, who've Steely got a really Pitch, yeah. strong home record. Mm. You know, they've only lost two games out of nine at home, us being one of them. So we can we can go away. And we didn't play hoofball at Steely Bridge. But having said that, the pitch was the pitch was good at Steely Bridge. You know, it was, in, from memory serves me right, with a nice night as well. You know, it was like the conditions. And this is what we're saying mm. to the players. We can't have a situation where all the stars have to be aligned in order for us to pick up three points away from home. It's, mm. just, it's just ridiculous. We've got to show some adaptability. We've got to show some, some more mental strength and some cuteness. I mean, a- again, we, we, got the, we, we got to go back on, on Saturday and straight away, their centre-back falling to the ground as we're about to kick off, ready to go at them again to try and, you know, put a push on for an equaliser. Their centre-backs rolled onto the floor, feigning some Doing a name some, some injury, mm. and he's then said to our player later on, well, yeah, I know I was just feigning injury. I just I had, I had to take the sting out of the game for five minutes. Just on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's... That's clever. That's that you know. That's 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 using. Well, it's gamesmanship. It is game. Yeah. It is gamesmanship. But yeah. but, but it. I'm not saying we have to do that kind of thing, but we have to do certain things like that in terms of mm. recognizing when to take this thing out of a game or or when just to settle down for ten minutes rather than mm. you know getting pulled all over the place and you know if we concede after four minutes we don't have to get the equaliser after six. We can get the equaliser after after 66 or 76, and then give ourselves a chance of, of winning the game rather than going two goals down and then giving ourselves an absolute mountain to climb. But again, the frustrating thing is, is that we're saying all these things to the players. There's an absolute wealth of experience in in that dressing room, and yet it's it's disappearing somewhere between the dressing room and the pitch. Under pressure, they're not remembering what they should be doing. Mm. It's just a question of re-education and getting that habit back in his head, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And that's probably just one example, and maybe others, I don't know. Oh, it's tons. But, I mean, yeah, coming back to gamesmanship, I mean, it's a case of sometimes, I suppose, that you've got to work smart rather than work hard. Yeah, we've talked about that before, the players. I wouldn't like to say it happened, but, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it can make a difference between three points and no points. Absolutely. Yeah, you see it at all levels. Of yeah, of course yeah. you do. But it's in the knock-on cumulative effect as well. It's like you know, you the, the other team gets frustrated when you're doing things like that. You get frustrated, and you, forget, you almost lose sight of what you're trying to do because you're getting wound up with 
whether it's the officials, whether it's the opposition who are, mm. and it, you're almost losing that focus on what it is you need to do. So, mm. well, you know, one of the bits of feedback mm. to the players at half time was that if we, if we'd spent as much energy on being positionally disciplined and and doing our own individual jobs as what we spent having a go at the referee, then we might have actually been better off on Saturday. You know, we expended a lot of mental energy on the referee and and I know it's easy, easier it's easy to say when you know when you're not in the thick of it because football is an emotional game but we've we you're right we have to work smart we have to work smarter hmm. than what we're doing at times at the moment I think mental energy is just as important as the physical energy that you get through training regularly etc did you can put the moves in your head but if it yeah if the other team purposely disrupted flow we saw it happen last year here mm-hmm. If they purpose to do that and it's part of their game plan, then the mental energy that you're going to lose in trying to combat that is actually going to lose you the I game. Think we're used to it here, though. Tim. Yeah. We're used to Packing us the being the home team, Packing the away team coming, yeah. parking the bus, trying to frustrate. It's certainly we've almost got used to that and going, right, well, we need to be patient. Mm. It's now the same way from home. If we go, go behind, we just need to be patient. Mm. Just trust what we're doing. Get it right, but we've we'll, we'll like we'll conceded 15 league goals in 12 games, which is obviously more than what our average has been previous seasons. But for me, the quality of the goals that we've conceded has been absolutely disgusting at times. Like, if you, if, I almost thought about this over the weekend after the game about getting down. Dan Prince to just put a, like a montage together of the goals that we've conceded so far this year because the, there's some really, really poor goals. Yeah. I, I've yet to see a team like cut us open. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've yet to see a team do something really, like really good to score a goal against us. Mm. It's been it's been really poor decisions, positions, mistakes from us that have. That, that, that are costing us and uh, maybe that's where we need to start maybe we need to start by getting back to clean the focus being on clean clean sheets I don't know hmm I don't want to focus on the negativity here but obviously I've been trying to arrange this thinking about arranging this for the last four weeks but there's been so many things we always seem to be in the middle of something yeah, yeah. so I'll put it off but at the moment I mean what what's kind of happened over the last few weeks once this trend, if you like, of um, uh, losing away, and also to think about the was after the Morbeth game, and a little bit after the Stockport game, there seems to be um, there's a fair bit of trolling going on. And I know you don't use social media, and I think you've made the right decision on that. But um, what I don't understand is that these guys—they're not fans of the club. Some one guy has I don't know whether you're aware of this, but one guy was blocked by Dan on Twitter and then reinvented himself for the sole purpose of having another go. Where do these that's the way of the world. I know. But where do they get off on that? I mean it's they obviously do get off on it. My my take on that is just really simple. I just feel sorry for those people. Yeah. I feel sorry for them because they've obviously got really, really sad, sad lives. little lives. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so, why on earth, why on earth would myself or Graham give any credence whatsoever to somebody who has got nothing better to do with their time 
then stick some like negative drivel on a on a you know on a social media site. I just think I just think they're really sad people. And yeah. um, there's always people with hidden agendas. This is what, and it might not be them. It might be someone feeding them or mm. put this on because I haven't got the balls to do it. Mm. You can you put this on if you want to stir the hornet's nest type mm. thing. But some of these people have got a vested interest in it. It might be like we like we've got. My son used to be here and he still should be here, but because of these two, he's not here. You'll never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, see the success of the team. Some people like, just yeah, go on, Graham. Yeah, just well, my my son should be. He should be part of this journey that the club's going on. But he's not, so I'll have a swipe. It can be other members of other football clubs who are a bit jealous of what's happening at this football club. So we'll, we'll stick the stick the knife in and see if we can stir a bit. Just pointless wasting any energy. Some on people just obviously didn't get enough attention off them and dad <laughs> when they were younger. No, I'm being serious. No, no, I'm being no. I'm being deadly serious. Yeah. For me, for me, if you look at people who consistently post negative things, um, for me, it's just. It's a it's it's a surefire way of knowing that that person is not getting enough attention in their life. Mm. Right. It's go like further. I go even even people who put positive posts out there are just seeking people go oh, brilliant well done yeah I don't know we're more private than that why why talk about stuff like have this for breakfast. Yeah, that, people that, just that, seeking attention. Yeah, That's all, all social it, it's media. It's almost is. as if um, they're, they're projecting the life that they want onto the screen. Just give me uh, attention. It's just attention yeah, seeking. That's yeah. all it is, whether it's negative or positive. It does kind of go a stage further, though, and I'm talking really about the Morpeth game here, where the academy were drafted in. You had said that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That was the understanding. Mm-hmm. And yet, I mean, it. You actually get vocal stuff then, and I know after the Warrington game you had it. Yeah, it's because it got personal against yes, one of the players. I know, I know. Um, but uh, no, the, the Morpeth one, again, we feel like if we get down to put that out there um, in the public domain that we're going to make changes, the lads are going to play, and that this is the reasons why, then we have every right to do that. Hmm. Um, this is the only, like I said, yeah, the only way these lads are going to. Um, we're going to be able to see if they're anywhere near the first team here is by giving them exposure against good players. Mm. Academy, you know, there is good players at academy level, but it's just not the same as playing against adults, no. against a team like Morpeth who've yeah. got a lot of experience in there. And, um, and that game would have benefited them massively. Yeah. And there's the other element of the playing in front of a big crowd. Well, a big, in terms of what they've played in front of can, before. Can you handle it? Yeah. It's different. It's, yeah, you know, know. When you play in front of 30, 40 people. Yeah. It's different when you play in front of a thousand people. Yeah. Can you handle it? Can you handle the pressures yeah. of that? And some people can't. Terry, yeah. It's that simple. Some no, people, I know. I know. I know. Some people can. Some people can't. I used to run a theatre company, touring theatre company, for about fifteen years, going around schools. So I had actors in coming in all the time. And of course, the only thing you can't rehearse is the audience. Mm. And you can be great in rehearsals, but then lose it completely. And, and that's what these guys need to learn. And there's only one way you can provide it, and that's by bringing well, them they, the first For team. me, it's, it brings out what we talk about, especially with the, with the academy lads, having more of a show-off mentality. Now, if the crowd's bigger, do you shrink? Or if the crowd's bigger, 
Google, this is what I'm going to open up. Yeah. yeah. And that's the characters you need to go like, right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm right into this now. I've got people watching me. I'm going to show them how good I am. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I take four or five people on and try to show it. Just, this is how good a footballer I am. I do the right things at the right time. Mm. I'm confident in what I'm doing. And like I say, you need, you need to give them exposure to see which character they are. There's no other way they can get it. Is there? Like, well, if you can give me one, we'll try it. Hmm. <laughs> no, I haven't got one. I haven't got one. I, and that's going to continue during Challenge Cup, etc. Yeah. yeah, we'll give you a player's opportunities. Yeah. yeah, West Oakland, tons. Yeah. No one was whinging last year when we got the semi final and all the kids played. Hmm? Yeah. So, well, the winch yeah. in the semi final. Ah, we got beat. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think with a lot of people it was because it was Morpeth as well. To a certain extent. Not from me, but that's the way it goes, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, okay, we've talked about the neg- negativity, uh, perhaps lack of lower expectation now amongst the dressing room. Perhaps we've talked about negativity from the <laughs> inverted commas fans. Does it get you down? Are you able to move through it? The only thing that gets me down is what happens with, within within our environment. Mm. I'm of thinking, course, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're massively, massively disappointed yeah. about. Not just that result in performance on Saturday, but you know some of the previous ones that have led to losses. Mm. Our our expectations are not dampened down. You know we we go into every game at this level expecting to be hugely competitive at least, and 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 you know to come out on top at best, obviously. So that's what that's the only thing that gets me down. You know whether I feel like as a group we're performing to the levels we expect them. We expect us mm. to, to be at together. Um, talking about the kids now, the academy, um, if they had heard any of that abuse during the... Uh, I didn't hear any, but I know there was some, during the Morpeth game, is it, has it affected them at all that you're aware of? Um, I don't think so. I think that generally... I mean, I, I guess. I, I didn't any, I hear any in that day. And, of course, they don't have to hear Rossi, it the day social media Carl, Carl well. Ross showed showed himself really well in that game because he Carl did Ross. start yeah. yeah he started slowly he had a poor first half and he didn't shrink from it he didn't go oh this isn't my day and people might be getting on my case second half he, he played really well so mm. it showed a real good character about him so again things like that can really show show people up as well you know we were, we were delighted with Rossi and he'll be the first person to admit that he had a poor game mm. in that first half but he showed showed some real good mm. um psychological traits in that second half to just go it doesn't matter just keep giving me the ball I think you've got to learn again it's part of that you know, talk about giving exposure to those players so they can learn I think no matter where you go if you play an away game you know if, if, we, if we get to the we get to the promised land or anywhere close so to speak you know you're going to come up against big crowds and when you're away from home you're going to take abuse regardless and I think even at home there'll be times where because you're always going to have a certain element, a certain percentage of your of your home fans that will be vocally negative if, if things aren't going things aren't going right. Sense of entitlement to winning and everything. Yeah, I think right. I think to be honest with you, at this football club, we're we're actually that that that, that percentage is is, is mm. really really low. <laughs> the very vocal. I had, I had a little uh, text conversation with. Uh, with Tom Wade, not so long ago, obviously myself and Tom worked together at Blythe, and uh, 
and Tom just kind of jokingly said that, you know, you're obviously, be like water off a duck's back because it's absolutely nothing compared to what we had at, when we experienced at Blythe and obviously Graham's been at that club as well and, and knows what it's like, you know, I think that was a good training ground without a shadow of a doubt mm. being at Blythe because it can get really brutal there, like. Can it? Yeah. I got, I got in trouble at Blythe. Did it? Because it was getting really personal and abusive towards the young lads on the pitch. Yeah. So wherever that section of car, I was obviously the experienced one on the team, I would just go up and say, and basically, not in a very nice way, but let these lads, you, you, you've got to encourage them type thing. But um, they're just, there's so many idiots applied. Yeah. Awesome. Keep that one off the record. Yeah. <laughs> Am I a project EFL? Let's, let's go at the positive. I do have a slight suspicion, though, that because there was a... Maybe it's just my interpretation of it, I don't know, but I got the impression that the negativity was building up and Project EFL was suddenly dropped on the table. It was almost as if, let's turn the tide a little bit here no, and give them no, a Was it not? No, definitely not. Wasn't even brought forward a few weeks? Or, no? No, I don't think so. Um, not that I'm aware of, anyway. <laughs> I think you have to speak to Jeff on that one. <laughs> yeah. Because... Yeah. Certainly nothing there, nothing mentioned to me. Oh, Graham, I don't know, Graham, you... No. I mean, it, it, it matters neither way, really. It just seemed a bit of a coincidence, really. I mean, Project EFL is, you know, links with the academy because you can't plan for the future without including the future, if you know what I mean, which is the academy mm -hmm. guys. And, of course, there's a big game on uh, Wednesday night, Chorley, yep. who will come with high expectations, haven't one away, I think, to St. Helens, 7-0. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But these guys are showing what we've talked about is kind of missing at the moment in the first team away from home particularly because I think in each round they've been, well, no, I think against Spennymoor, was it, they were winning 1-0 and had that equaliser yeah, yeah. in the last night. But regardless, in each of those three games, yeah, they've either come by yeah. the real grit and determination and resolve. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it on, um, on Wednesday night. I mean, do, did I, do I get from um, comments that I thought you made the other night, Lee, that you, what input do you both have to the academy team? I know we've got Jamie and we've got Wes, but do you actually get involved in the training as well? We lead. We lead you do? Yeah. yeah. That's right. obviously um, one of our primary roles here through the week, yeah. to, uh, to lead and coordinate the, the academy yeah. and the training. Yeah. So, you know, obviously Jamie and Wes contribute you know, in lots of ways really, really well. Mm. But, you know, myself and Graham lead the academy training. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Gives a very heavy workload. Speak to our wives. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, I remember you saying the other night that um, you'd had to, you'd, you sometimes it's difficult to find enough time with the first team. Um, because I think you mentioned, you cited an example where you had to go out just to talk to five minutes to a first team player about a certain point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really stretching yourself, so, isn't it? It is. It's kind of like the nature of the beast. Of yeah. All, all non-league teams will have the same issues. Will they? Yeah. yeah. It's not like they spend a lot more time than we do together, you know, because they're on the road similar time. Mm. Um, I think the reason we find it particularly testing and challenging is because because we want to get so much 
stuff across. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and may, maybe that's something we need to. There's always obviously the the counter argument is that there's always the danger of, of overcomplicating things. You know, um, didn't somebody once say football is a simple game complicated by idiots or something like, yeah. something like that? Yeah, sure. um, so you've got like anything, you've got to. I think you've got to find that balance, haven't you? You know, we do regularly speak to players in, individually, so we always ask for their their honesty and the feedback that they give us as well as us giving to them. And I think I think you know a lot of the players really do appreciate the the extra detail that that we go into with them. We, they feel it makes them better players. Yeah. I think I would argue that there's some players who, through the work that we've done with them, have ended up either playing more regularly in this team than what a lot of people would have thought they would have done or have been able to stay on the journey with the club longer than what maybe some people, maybe even include themselves, thought they might have been able to. Mm. I think we have added value to, to, to players in, in a lot of cases. But yeah, it's about getting the balance right, isn't it? Mm. So uh, what's your work-life balance then? Is there one? <laughs> God, well, last week was over 70 hours. It's true. So yeah. that was pretty much 13 hours, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. We had a lighter day Friday, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And then obviously the long journey Saturday. Yeah. So we get Sundays. And then Sundays a full the day. day, 13-hour shift thinking about things on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to count that. You in have fa- to count in fact, that. you know what it is? It's like, I think I overthink things. I think yeah. Graham's better than me at that without a shadow of a doubt. I think I, I can tie myself up in knots at times and and really get myself into some silly places. Mm. You know, Sunday, yeah, yesterday was probably another one of those days. Mm. Got to be able to give your family time. It's, yeah. it's just a process. And yeah. It's just, look, we're in a bad space at the minute. We work through it and we'll spend time we have, but... For me, you think you do think about it, but Sunday's family day, and if you're constantly thinking about it on Sunday, it affects your family as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's slightly different. I mean, one thing that worried me was uh, that with this workload, and you've just confirmed that you do have as much input to the academy as I thought you had, but with that kind of workload coupled with, and I'm kind of exaggerating here, I suppose, coupled with all the negative stuff that there is out there that you might think bugger this for a game of soldiers the reason I mention that is because at the same time I noticed that FC United Manchester being without a manager since Tom Leonard left in August they've been knocked back by Bamba and Hyde I think actually and I'm thinking hmm, you know trying to join the dots you haven't been approached at all no no spoke to Bamba manager though did you? <laughs> no, wait, 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 as you know, we wouldn't sign five-year contracts if we weren't committed. No. want to go on the full journey with no. the club. So That's true, but yeah, if it's price is right, because I mean, you two guys are hot property, I would imagine, in non-league circles. Well, hopefully the five-year contracts will just Put keep, them off a bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, the clubs aren't daft that if there, were, if there was any interest whatsoever, they'd know that they would have to pay quite a sum of money to, yeah. to get either both of us off contract mm. um, like I've, I'm different to Lane since I've done my travelling around the country and I, I came back and I've got no massive desire to go and leave the area no. again I know obviously Lee's got a, a young family now and it's, it is really really difficult as well but, mm. uh, but we've, we've, talk, we've talked the two we've yeah. talked about 
bus again that might sound a little bit arrogant being the fourth biggest club in the in the northeast why not mm. so that's our target that's our goal um, including Millsborough in that well that's the third <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're, we might be struggling to reach the, the heights of them with the, with the support they have mm. and, um, why, why can't we aim to be you know, no reason big, whatsoever. Fourth biggest club in, yeah. in the northeast. So yeah. that's that's always the goal for me, the drive to go. Right, well yeah. we're at a fantastic football club here. Yeah. Um it's really local to, to where we live. Yeah. Why? Oh, I think there's a Why massive look? amount to be said about that, uh, but I just thought I'd run that past you. Oh. Yeah, I mean talk about project the AFL, I think Steve Jobs once said, no matter what you think of his product, Steve Jobs once said, um, it's not a mirage, it's a goal, it really is there. So it's not a dream, and I hate, I've got to hate the word dream, because it's all folly a dream, and all that sort of mm. thing, you know. You, no, you, you've got to get, you've got to do something about it. Mm -hmm. You've really got to get up and do it. Mm. So I mean, you two guys are obviously, well, you just summed it up there, Graham. You know, it is possible. For us to be dreams can't come yeah, true, but you've yeah. got to work bloody hard. Oh yeah, 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 exactly right. So, no, obviously, they look, they, the goal for the football clubs to get the football league. Why? Why not? It's going to take an awful lot of hard work. Yeah, a lot of ups and downs along the way. Mm. It's not going to be plain sailing. No, it isn't. So, no. Um, Disconnect with the club. With the, the question I asked the other night, that is important. But I think. What is even more important is the other side of Project EFL. It's not just getting into the Football League, it's spreading the tentacles of the club into the community so that um, it puts the town on the map. Uh, for kids, South Shields isn't the second team, so that you've got this breed of new fans coming in, and yeah. they're the ones that are going to get you there. They're exciting times, aren't they? Um, now, I'm on the podcast team, and I asked... If they had any questions, I've got just a couple, and then we can wrap it up, guys, if that's all right with you. Reproject EFL, and any pressure you may feel, uh, you may be feeling to make swift progress. If next summer, say, you feel the need to improve things in a certain position and had two choices, either a tried or tested National League player or an academy player who was of equal ability but obviously relatively inexperienced, which would you opt for? Depends how much budget we had left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how, whether experience equals age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it might, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's old, you have to take a lot of oh, factors in into consideration. Yeah. Okay. How would you fit Gillies, Finnegan, Cogden, and Foley in the same forward line when they're all fit? Well, you can't. It depends what shape you want to play. Or Mason? Yeah. <laughs> Mason's been one of our best players for yeah, us too. Yeah. He's gradually come. I mean, he lost a lot of time, didn't he? Uh -huh. Struggle to get all five in, but you can yeah. possibly get four in. He used to in my day when I was. Five, five. Yeah. <laughs> Two, three, five. <laughs> I mean, they are all fit now, anyway. Well, no. Gavin's still out, isn't he? With Gavin's out. Okay. On the road, we appear to be missing a strong Louis Story like man in midfield. Would any thought be given to moving, say, Dylan Morse in front of the back four, leaving Brown and short the back, just to strengthen if we feel it necessary, hypothetically? For me, that's the questioner, Dylan gets outmaneuvered by the bigger centre forwards. Well, there is some strength in that, I would say. Although, you know, Dylan, Dylan's still got, obviously, things to learn. 
but he's still his father's son, isn't he? Really, one of one of these, one of these kind of uh, areas for improvement, shall we say, is is yeah, how how he performs against bigger, more physical strikers, against the the more mobile, quicker ones. He does exceptionally well because he's great one v one on the floor. You know, covers space pretty well, and he's athletic. But yeah, no, he definitely it's definitely some an area that he he, he can continue to improve in. Mm. Um, yeah, the midfield role. You talk, you're asking about Dylan in midfield. Limitations. Great at receiving at the back and switching play with his longer range passing. But when he has to step into midfield and there's a bit more traffic around him. Yeah. Um, you need a different skill set to what Dylan's got. Yeah. And that's Dylan. Dylan's done fantastically well, as Lee said. Um, at centre back, wouldn't, wouldn't consider. But each man to his strengths. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Gents, no once problem. again, thank you very Thanks, much Terry. indeed. Nice to see you again. Really appreciate Cheers, it. Sir. Cheers. So, there you go. I hope that gives you a good insight into what's going on behind the scenes. The disappointing run of results was always going to happen at some point. We all knew that. But we have a strong, talented squad, two more than capable managers in Graham and Lee, and a dynamic club setup. Keep the faith. Thanks for listening to this All Things Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can say Julio Arca.